Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. I'll tell you what, George, we got Nick Bob. I think he's out for load management. I think that's what's <laughs> happening over here. He's resting. I know he's busy. I know he's got some college basketball stuff going on, but I'm pleased to be talking some sports with you tonight, my man. How you doing? Man, I'm super excited, man. This has been an excellent day of college football. The NFL is super exciting. I, I I can't get over all these narratives, and I am burning on so many things, Brian. Ooh. So many things, like starting with this with this game of the century, this so-called uh, game of the century. And I, I know we're going to talk about it, but I am burning on it. I love it. I, it used to be George Rome is burning. Now it's George Weister is burning. I love it. It's the sequel over here. But yeah, LSU over Alabama, 46 to 41. It was like a big 12 game and it was crazy. I really enjoyed it, but it was a defense optional game. And you typically don't get that in the SEC, but 87 points combined, the most in the history of this series between these two schools. I got to be honest with you, George. I loved the under 
before the game. The total Why? was 65. I bet the under. I took the under. You are a madman. Have you seen these two teams play? I have. have. You- I've watched them, yes, and I did not expect, even though LSU has a real offense, I didn't expect them to score 46. Why not? I didn't see that happen. They've been putting up big points against everybody except for the uh, Auburn game and the Florida game. Actually, actually, in the Florida game, what did they put up? 38 points, too? It, it was the Auburn game is the only game that they've really been truly slowed down. So why would you not think that Alabama, who's starting, what, three true freshmen, they have they have a bunch of injuries on defense, and they don't rush the passer the same as they have been, and Alabama can't run the football as well as they have. You knew, oh my gosh, had you, if you had talked to me, I would have told you that the 62 over was going to hit, buddy. Listen to you. Listen. So when we do our NFL picks later, like before the games are played, I want to see if there's this much like passion with your picks. Like it's going to happen. Put your home on it. You know, that's what I want to see if it's going to go down that way. But I, I guess you were right about this. It was definitely over. And I'll tell you, Joe Burrow, he locked up the Heisman. He is going to have to absolutely collapse when you throw for almost 400 yards and three touchdowns against Alabama and you haven't, as LSU, beaten them in eight straight contests. You got to go all the way back to 2011 when they won a game against Bama. You're going to win the Heisman Trophy. There's no doubt about it. In his legs, you don't George, win. not just the arm, the legs there from Joe Burrow. Crazy legs Joe Burrow tonight. He was absolutely awesome. He made big plays when it mattered the most. He did have a little shaky third quarter where he missed a couple throws. And then Alabama was able to get some momentum, score four straight touchdowns. But at the end of the day, he made the plays that counted, He uh, whether they were with his legs or with his feet. I, I can't give him the Heisman locked up already. Ooh. Only because there's still so many games to uh, play. And while he is the front runner, if, if LSU messes around and drops a game uh, on, on the way out, he uh-huh. could. That's a real easy way to fall out, and then you have, you know, some other player come out and just absolutely be heroic, like like Chase Chase Young, who uh-huh. is suspended now for four games at Ohio State, but they expect it to be reduced to either one game or two games. If he comes out and has three, four sacks a game, then what? Then what do Man. you say? It, I'm not. I'm saying. Well, maybe he's runner up. That's it. He's not oh. winning the Heisman. He's not, there's no chance. No how. Zero. You can't be a defensive end and be missing one or two games and expect to win the Heisman when Joe Burrow is doing his thing so at he, LSU and they haven't had an offense. He has no chance at all. So if he ends up breaking the single season sack record, no for all of college football, none. Wow. None. Zero. I'm not even stuttering, George Reister. I am. I'm defiant here. Like, there's no way. There's, and he's not going to get there anyway. Why not? Why because not? Because he's going to be. He might Did be suspended see, for four games. He's not going to be suspended for all four four games. That is the NC. <laughs> that, that's the NCAA's overreach. It is fantastic. Like it all in one day. You had Chase Young find out that he's going to be suspended, and you yeah. find out that uh, that James Wiseman. For the, I know it. the kid from Memphis, who's probably going to be the number one draft pick, find out he's ruled ineligible after the NCAA ruled him eligible. And you're just saying, hold up. How does this make sense? And this name, image, and likeness legislation could not come at a better time. That's right. 
it, it, it is just perfect. And these are just the icing on the cake because there's no way that the NCAA is going to be able to just, you know, gloss over this and say, oh, yeah, we're going to have a collegiate model and think people are just going to run with it and be OK with it. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that because that's there's a lot of layers to that story. And you're right on the money with that. But as far as LSU goes, I, I want to stick with this because Joe Burrow, he's got the Heisman. Lock City, baby. He is going to okay. have to absolutely collapse. It's his to lose. He is a he's, favorite. He's definitely the favorite. But how about this running back? Remember when they used to call Maurice Jones-Drew pocket Hercules? This guy, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was electric. He has four touchdowns for the game, three on the ground, one receiving, this dude, he's like a Darren Sproles, Maurice Jones-Drew hybrid where he's a shorter running back, but he's powerful. He's thick. He's so tough to bring down. He, he's like a, you know how Alvin Kamara just has exceptional balance. It's hard to knock him down. That's how this guy, Edwards Hilaire, he was sensational today for LSU. He was a difference. He was the absolute difference in winning and losing for LSU. There was that ball that he caught on the sideline with his fingertips oh. on third and eight or nine and then still got the first down, made a guy miss in space. Because one, one thing that you always know about Alabama when they tackle people, they don't go forward. They don't miss. They don't miss tackles in space. I always joke and say that Alabama has the most powerful people in college football. I mean, mm. these dudes when they hit you, you stop. And Ale and um, LSU, especially their running back, he was able to make people miss in space and pick up so many extra yards. That's the difference between winning and losing. It's not just, you know, all the big plays. It It's those little first downs that continue drives. Those are what good teams do. They don't have three and outs. Yeah. And how about the final first down of the game for LSU, where LSU is going to run the ball. Bama knows it. And it's just a layer right up the middle. I know Bama's trying to rip the ball loose. But still, if you give up a first down, that's ball game. And he goes for about 12 yards or so. And that was game over. He was unbelievable. He really was. Hats off to him. I'm Brian. No, he's George Reister. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We'll get to the whole playoff picture and all of that. But I want to get your thoughts on Tua Tungavailoa. You saw the playmaking ability and the deep ball precision later in the game. Over 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, but the mistakes early on. First drive, he just fumbles, wasn't even hit, just loses the ball. The interception before halftime, he was brilliant in stages, but he wasn't consistent enough today, I thought. Here's the truth about Tua, and I hate to be the one, like the, the bearer of bad news around here, because Tua is, is supremely talented. He can move, he's accurate, all of these things. But there is one thing, I've been saying it for two years, and and nobody has been listening and picking it up, but I'm telling you guys right now, here is the truth about Tua, mm -hmm. is that there's only one thing that may hurt his NFL success. It's that he's so used to having guys running wide open and not being under pressure. And then when he's under pressure or doesn't have guys running wide open, he doesn't play very well. Look at the two games versus Georgia. Look at Clemson. Look at the first three quarters today. When when he doesn't have guys just running wide open, it it, it he struggles. 
And part and part of that is Alabama having so much success. And they just you know, you know they have Jerry, Jerry Judy, Ruggs, Waddle. Mm-hmm. These are great wide receivers. And so he doesn't necessarily have to fit things in the same holes and and every throw doesn't have the same you know emphasis on it as other quarterbacks do. So that is the only thing that could cause Tua to struggle in the NFL. Who are you taking number one overall? If you're looking for a quarterback and you're an NFL team, number one overall, who's your quarterback? First of all, if, if, okay, I'm, I'm a person that doesn't believe in just drafting out a need. I'm going to take the best available person. So if I'm picking first, I'm picking Chase Chase, Chase Young. Young again. Yeah, That's I'm picking right. Chase Young. And it's there, your boy Chase there's Young. There's you nothing love to Chase talk Young. about. I love there's it. nothing yes. to talk about. But in terms <laughs> of quarterbacks, I, I will. I honestly, I would say, I would either take. Um, uh, Justin Herbert out of, mm-hmm. out of out of Oregon. That would probably mm-hmm. be my first pick because here's another weird thing about Tua is that he's left-handed. I know that that doesn't sound like it matters much to people, but mm-hmm. in reality, uh, offensive coordinators are used to like there's not there's no NFL left-handed quarterbacks at this point in time. And part of that is because a there's not a whole lot of left-handed quarterbacks. And the other thing is because it causes you to flip the entire playbook over. It causes you so it causes a personnel issue. So your right tackle needs to be your left tackle, and your left tackle now right. need, needs to be your right tackle, and it just causes some schematic issues that a lot of coordinators aren't used to and adjust and can't adjust to. So now you have to have not only a good offensive coordinator, but a thinking outside of the box. So every time that you roll out of the pocket. It changes everything. Whereas a right-handed quarterback, you're going right, left, left. So it just changes so much that goes into the offense, and every offensive coordinator is not built to do that. I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. I would still go Tua. If I'm looking for a quarterback at the top, I would give Tua the edge. It's just the deep ball ability. He is precise, and I totally understand what you're saying about sometimes he's got wide-open receivers. Um, but you could see the the precision today when there were some tight window throws. He's got it. I think he's the best deep ball thrower in the country. He's got that home run potential. And when you're three months removed, or sorry, three weeks removed from ankle surgery, and you're still able to carve up LSU like that, that's not the only game I've seen from Tunga Vailoa, obviously. I would go with him. I'd go with him, number one, overall, if I'm looking for a QB. But wait, well, we got... We got almost three more hours to disagree in butt heads here, George Reister. I'm looking forward to this, man. Well, well LS, okay, like let's not overvalue LSU's defense first and foremost. Uh, aside from the Auburn game where they shut Auburn down, but Bo Nix was absolutely awful. Here is what, what they've given up this year. Uh-huh. They've given up 38 to Texas. Uh-huh. They gave up 38 to, to sorry that, Vanderbilt. Garbage time. Garbage it time doesn't, points. It's the same team. Add second, are, third stringers. Garbage the, time. Those are the same people that have to come in, like like when number five got got hurt today, and then number thirty one had to come in, and he and he gives up a touchdown. That's what happens. The, the same people that give up the garbage time have to play at some point in time. So it's garbage get, time. Yeah. So they gave up thirty eight to Vanderbilt. They gave uh-huh. up twenty eight to Florida. Uh huh. And then they gave up forty one today to Alabama. Like this is not the eighty five Bears and all this SEC defense stuff that we keep on hearing. Look at the scores. Alabama's giving up points. LSU's giving up points. Uh, uh, Auburn's giving up points. Florida's giving up points. Where is the defense? Maybe, maybe the big, maybe the defense right now is at Oregon, Utah, 
and in the Big Ten. This I'll, sounds I'll personal. This sounds per- it sounds like you played in the Pac-12. I did play uh, in the Pac-12. Saying. However, okay. facts are facts. <laughs> Listen, there were so many times that L- that um, SEC defenses would just stop and just pound people. Part of it was because there were no quarterbacks in the conference. And now that you have some legit NFL quarterbacks in the conference, you got Jake Fromm, Burrow, Tua, and 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 um, e- e- even when you had Terry at uh, when when he was healthy at Kentucky. You have quarterbacks. Guess what? You are going to put up points, and that's what's happening. And now this defense has been uh, this SEC defense has been exposed. Okay, all right. There's a lot. There's lots of time here, George. We are just getting warmed up. I love I'm it. Fired man. up. I'm fired up too, man. I love to be talking sports with you this evening. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, I think. We might put these verbal fisticuffs to the side for a second here, George. I think we're going to be on the same side on this one. I have a hunch. It's the PED that athletes cannot get suspended for. We'll have that for you. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister in this week for Nick Ba. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. It's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. Got a tweet here, George Reister. This is from OE. And he just simply writes, name an Alabama quarterback that has done anything in the NFL in the last 10 years. I'll wait. Tua is going to be the same as the other ones. Garbage in the NFL, just like any USC quarterback not named Carson Palmer. I would just respond by saying, go down the list. Who else is crushing it in the NFL from Texas Tech, like Patrick Mahomes? Or who else is doing his thing from Wisconsin, like uh, Russell Wilson? You you, you don't look at it like that. I don't care what the other guys uh, have done. Well, okay. There is a little bit of of that that there is some truth to because Alabama's been so good. And that you always think, okay, if this team is so great, why can't Nick Saban recruit great quarterbacks? Part of it was because of the style of play. Because remember, he wanted to slow everything down. He said, oh, speeding it up, it's bad for the game, injuries, all of this stuff. And then what did he do? He started speeding it up. And now he has all these great wide receivers, and he gets to it, and he says, oh, well, actually, you know what? We're going to throw the football. He wants to do what is optimal. He's not just going to throw the ball just to throw it or run it just to run it. He's going to play to his strengths. And now he's got the kid coming out of of, of modern day, Bryce Young, who's a fantastic Mm -hmm. quarterback as well. So he's going to step in for a Tua probably like seamlessly because this kid can absolutely play. But but when you talk about Alabama quarterbacks, you could say the same thing for Alabama running backs as well. Because you had the Trent uh, Richardsons, you had and a, and a bunch of the other guys. Aside from Mark Ingram having one thousand yard season and what he's doing this year, he hadn't lived up to that Alabama running back hype either. There, there. Derrick Henry. De- Derrick what what has Derrick Henry done? Derrick Henry's pretty good. He's okay. He's okay. But pretty good. Th- this is the same guy that's supposed to be a. I mean, these are Heisman Trophy winning guys, and uh-huh. you and then they come into the league and they're pretty ordinary running backs, as a, as opposed to 
Josh Jacobs, who's having a fantastic rookie year, he's probably having the best career so far out of all the rest of the Alabama running backs combined. Like, if you add them all up, except for Sean Alexander, uh that – He's been the best. Like this thousand yard season, his yard total at the end of this year is going to be more than any other Alabama running back has rushed for in the NFL since Sean Alexander. I don't care if A.J. McCarron or Greg McElroy didn't pan out in the NFL. Tua Tungavailoa is a special quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a dud at all in the NFL. And take into account who just transferred away from Bama in Jalen Hurts, who's doing his thing right now at Oklahoma and putting up big yards. So take that into account. That means something. I just, I don't look at it that way at all. I don't care what other quarterbacks have come and gone from that school and didn't do anything in the NFL. That has no bearing on what Tunga Vailoa does when he gets into the NFL. It may not have any bearing on you, but if you are an NFL scout, somebody who whose job it is to evaluate players and you remember how you evaluated you know Carson Palmer or you or how you evaluated uh uh any any of the other USC quarterbacks John David Booty yeah, yeah exactly yeah. him him <laughs> him too if you if you look at any of those evaluations and you say hold up I was wrong about those guys I thought I was right maybe there's something in the water with USC I mean even though you are right in that each individual player should be judged on their own merit. But if you have a history with getting something wrong with a place from with, uh-huh. from a certain school, you're going to have a natural bias and a natural shell shock or hesitancy about them. Okay, but that doesn't mean you're right. I'll give you a great example. The Tedford curse at Cal. Jeff Tedford. There were all these quarterbacks, and they went to the NFL, and they did nothing. And there was this guy named Aaron Rodgers who came into the NFL and he turned out just fine. So who? it could be the same thing with Tunga Vailoa. Who? Aaron Rodgers. You know the man. You're no. familiar with his work. No, never heard of him. Never <laughs> right, heard of him. Exactly. <laughs> There's a long litany, uh, lineage of horrible quarterbacks from Cal. Now, okay, I think we join forces here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. So I think that load management is not only lame, I think it's very similar, George, to a PED. That's right. Let me explain. What's the, if you look at N- NBA guys, John Collins, he just got popped for 25 games for using a performance enhancing supplement. What's the goal? What's the reason? What's the purpose for an NBA guy to do that? It's for recovery. If you look at load management, Kawhi Leonard, he's healthy enough to play. He set out two games in the first eight And we're hearing about this knee issue. If you watched him against the Blazers score 18 points in the fourth quarter, just like he did previously against Utah, you know that he's capable of playing back-to-back games. He just doesn't want to. He wants to manage the load, right? That's the term load management. It works the same way as using a PED to recover. That's what load management is. It's like a performance-enhancing drug without any threat of a 25-game suspension or any type of stiff punishment. That's where we're at right now. I think it's very similar to a PED. I love what you did right there. I love what you did right there because 
you are right. That is the entire point of taking PEDs. It's not necessarily to get stronger or to get faster. A lot of them are about recovery because the better that you can recover, then the then the more work that you can actually do, the more efficient that your work can actually be. And I look at load mat load man management as a selfish act. And mm-hmm. it's a selfish act and it's a caviar problem because it only applies to the stars in the NBA. It doesn't apply to the Patrick Beverly's, the Robin Lopez, the Kyle Lowry's, Fred Van Fleet. It doesn't apply to those guys. Mm-hmm. It applies to your superstar players, even though they they may be playing the same amount of minutes, but their quote unquote, their, their value is, is higher. But the reason why I say it's selfish is because on one side, I get it. As a player, you do need to be concerned about your legacy. You need to be concerned about, you know, how many championships that you have, all of that. But at the end of the day, your salary is based on fans. You are an entertainer. So you are supposed to show up for those people who are paying your salary in 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 some regard. So if you are not like nobody expects you to play if you're injured. But if you are hurt, you are supposed to play and show up in the game. Because part of the thing that you're paid for, Brian, is the, is the fact that when you're a professional athlete is that you understand that you are sacrificing part of your livelihood, some of your health, your knees, your ankles, your back, all of these things, part of it to be very handsomely paid. So if you're not willing to sacrifice that, why the hell are we paying you so much? Right. And I look at it too, where again, it's two of the first eight games for Kawhi Leonard. He's not in his like 37, 38 year old season over here. He's 28. Right. And Paul George is out. Paul George is hurt. If there's ever a time to say, all right, I'm going to man up. Maybe I'll get to the load management later if we're playing the Knicks or the Cavs one evening and we've got PG in the lineup. At, I, I think it's weak that he wouldn't do that when we know he's clearly capable of, of shouldering that responsibility. So, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think that He's taking the the long-term approach, but he's taking it too far with sitting out games that I think he's completely healthy to get out there and, and gut it out in. I just think oh, it's weak, man. Yeah. Oh, but, but but we need to be healthy for the playoffs. The playoffs are supposed to be hard. Everybody is tired. Yeah. It's hard to get. That's part of winning a championship is getting through the grind of the regular season and then going to show up in the playoffs. But I found something very ironic. I found something very ironic with this whole load management thing. Did you see what LeBron said about load management? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He said, I am that I I don't plan on taking any days off for load uh-huh. management, all of this. And I laughed because I'm a LeBron fan. But at the same time, there are some times that you do have to criticize some things that he does. And I was sitting there like, are you kidding me? I know. Are you yeah. kidding me? You you're talking about low management. <laughs> you and Greg Popovich made this a deal. I mean, like Greg Popovich started it with Tim Duncan, but Tim Duncan was like 38,000 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I had the same reaction. I thought that the comparison I came up with was it would be like a person who once smoked cigarettes and then said, well, I'm not going to smoke cigarettes. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It's like, dude, you already did. What I'm not an talking? idiot. I'm not yeah. an idiot. I would never <laughs> smoke cigarettes. You did it. And yeah. so I just think that it's funny that he's going to be the guy to stop 
the the load management trend. No, 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 I'm playing every day because you got guys like Kobe, other guys criticizing, uh, you, you know, people load managing. So now he's going to stand on the moral high ground. So uh-huh. is he then going to admit, all right, yeah, I was the low ma- management. I'm the guy who made this very popular. So I'm going to be the guy to end it too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. You know, someone else is always interesting and uh, he, he is a great influencer, not just in sports radio, but I'd say pop culture huh? and I'd say American civilization as well. I don't want to oversell it, but it's our update guy, Steve DeSager. He's with us right I now. I still have no idea who you, are, who you are talking about. I can go, uh, in fact, three items for you. I can go one further on the whole load management because Ja Morant is being rested tonight in Memphis. The wow. man is in his rookie season. The team is <laughs> two and six, so they've had eight whole games in his rookie season of his pro career. And he was a freshman last year. Did he have one or two years? Certainly not more than that in college basketball. He's needing rest, really? It's getting out of hand. It's really, it is. It's getting out of hand. I I agree with your point that the past doesn't uh, predict the future for like Tua or pretty much anybody. It would be like if somebody said, yeah, but those Hawaiian quarterbacks don't work out. Look at Mariota. So Tua's not going to work out. Yeah, well, let's just wait and see if he works out on his own. Let's just see if He might buck the trend. It happens all the time. Uh, The Texas Tech example wasn't that bad. By the way, the Columbus Dispatch says Ohio State is hopeful that the NCAA will rule on junior edge rusher Chase Young's eligibility case by late next week for the record he sat out today yes but there's been no suspension nothing like that and kirk herbstreet happened to say earlier today that young is ultimately expected to be hit with a four-game suspension so espn ran with it all day the sid at ohio state said after their win today that report is inaccurate so Let's just deal with what's happened. And the fact is, NCAA hasn't ruled on anything. He was out due to the eligibility issue. He does lead the nation in sacks. And number one, Ohio State really missed him in a 73-14 victory over Maryland. Meanwhile, number two, LSU, was a 46-41 winner at third-ranked Alabama. Tua Tonga-Vailoa coming back from the ankle surgery. Four touchdown passes, two turnovers. Each team about 550 total yards in this game. LSU, remember, led by 20 at halftime because they got two touchdowns in the last 30 seconds before the break. Minnesota just flat-out beat Penn State today. 31-26, the final fourth-round. Penn State goes down, throwing an interception into the end zone with about a minute left. So Sean Clifford, who threw for 340 yards, finished with one TD pass and three picks. As for games in progress, fifth-ranked Clemson is already up 28-0 after the first quarter at NC State. For number 15, Notre Dame, it's Irish 14-0 leaders at Duke. In the Coming mid- out strong, Steve. Coming out strong tonight. Quarter against the tough Duke Blue Devils football team. <laughs> Ian Book with a couple of touchdown passes. It uh, sounds Duke- like you're underselling their competition tonight steve i'm just saying that they load up on the acc now and okay so be it byu's got an independent schedule and they're playing liberty so take your pick that's Uh that's what you got it's final minute before halftime at number six georgia and the bulldogs lead 13 nothing over missouri and on fox tv ninth ranked oklahoma already up 14 nothing on iowa state about seven minutes to go in the first quarter earlier in triple overtime number 12 baylor stayed undefeated winning 29 20 at TCU. Wins also for Florida and Virginia Tech, which beat Wake Forest.
Chris Texas kicked a short field goal on the final play to edge Kansas State 27-24. Wisconsin 24-22 winners against Iowa in a top 20 matchup. Cincinnati and SMU with wins. 25th ranked SMU a 59-51 winner over East Carolina. The Boston Celtics won their seventh straight game. But it came at a cost because Gordon Hayward left with a broken hand today in the win at San Antonio. He's averaging 20 points a game. Boston won by 20. Today's final was 135-115. As for other games, and there are only five total in the NBA tonight, New Orleans back in action. New Orleans 1-7 and seven so far in the early season. Mm. They are down 64-60 at the Hornets early third quarter. And the Warriors are 2-7. and seven. They're already trailing 33-27 at the Thunder late in the first quarter. There is college basketball right now on FS1 at number 23, Purdue. It's Boilermakers down 48-46 to Texas, about 11 minutes to go. Kyle Busch earned the NASCAR poll. And, guys, there was that Yankee Stadium football game today in the Ivy League. Battle of 7-0 and teams. Dartmouth beats Princeton 27-10. to Back to you. I just thought that, George, I, I messed up. Instead of taking the under in LSU-Bama, which was clearly way wrong, I should have just taken that cash and bet against the Warriors. What am I thinking? Dude, the Warriors are... Okay, so <laughs> I, I was thinking about this yesterday with after the report, whether it, it ends up true or not, about about Steph Curry missing the whole rest uh-huh. of the season. Right, yeah. And I got to thinking, and I was thinking, I was like, dude, the Warriors have such good fortune. They have such good fortune at this point point in time because think about this. Yeah. They are probably going to end up with the worst record in the NBA or one of the two worst records, and it's, especially if Steph and Clay don't play all year. Right. So then next year they're going to come back with a healthy Steph Curry, a healthy Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, D'Angelo Russell, or whatever they trade for him, and then these young guys are getting so much playing time that they're going to find some some some. Oh, oh, and Kevon Looney's out as well, mm-hmm. and they're going to have some of these young guys that are going to blossom into good NBA players, good role players, and a draft pick and, like Popovich did with Tim Duncan and yeah, David correct. Robinson. And it's top. So so they traded their draft pick away, their 2020 draft pick away to the Nets to get uh, D'Angelo. Uh, but yeah. but it's top 20 protected. That's right. They'll so, keep it for sure. Yeah. So you're like, dude, this is a team that is going to be right back in the conversation next year for the NBA championship. They're down nine already after the first quarter. See? And Notre Dame has scored again 21 nothing in the second. That's right. That's right. They did, Steve DeSager. I like that. Got to leave it's you little, with the good news. little bonus update right there. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, yeah, you're right, George. And I thought about this. Listen, we're on the same page with load management. There are some players. Kawhi who take it too far. But let's let's play devil's advocate with that for a second. Let's say Steph Curry, he's healthy enough to play at the end of the season. It doesn't make any sense for the Warriors to play him. But if we're talking about, well, it's not great for the fans that Kawhi doesn't play, well, what's the difference with Steph? We know it's a lost season, but they're looking out for their long-term fortune, right? What would be the major difference between the two and outside of the record we get that but they're be- both planning for their their future and and looking at the 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 big picture as it benefits them i don't see a whole lot of difference when it comes to that no 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 i don't think that there's a whole lot of difference in uh, that it, it it's just this this nba season 
people thought it was going to be so interesting. And I don't see it as quite as interesting as so many other people, Ooh, people I do. do. Oh, Why? I love it. I love it. Because you don't know who's going to win. Oh, it's way Lord. more interesting than knowing who's going to win barring injury. No, man, you need people to be mad at. You need some some super <laughs> team to to uh, hate. Who do you dislike right right now? Who are you tuning in to watch besides your favorite team? I'm not fueled by hate. I'm fueled by love. I'm okay, fueled so by what? love of the game, and I'm, I'm fueled seriously. I, I'm not being cute here, but I'm fueled by hey, I want to see the Lakers. I want to see the Clippers as long as Kawhi's not sitting out. You know, I want to see the Bucks. I want to see all of these teams that have a legitimate shot to win a championship. I'm fueled by love. I don't need to be fueled by hate this year. Well, I'm I'm fueled by a combination of both because I'm a Lakers fan, and last and the what was it? Uh, on Thursday night, when the when they were playing against the Portland Trail Trailblazers, oh yeah, I wanted the Portland Trailblazers to win because I want the Clippers to lose, and it, I don't have anything against them. It's just the fact that if you're a Lakers fan, you kind of resent the fact that Clippers fans are walking around like they own L.A. right yeah. now, and they haven't gotten out of the second round of the playoffs ever. <laughs> right. But you own L.A., you're running L.A. Yeah, yeah, right. No, see there you go. You got someone to hate. Right Right there, Clippers in your own backyard. You're Who good. else? Who else is there? Who else do you need? Who else did you hate besides the Warriors the last five years? I didn't hate the Warriors. I was all in with the Warriors, dude. I was all in with the Warriors. Okay, so if you were all in with the Warriors, who did you hate? The 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 same team that I hate right now, the Houston Rockets. The Rockets. Okay, <laughs> because, well, you can still hate them. They're because, still around. Listen, James, James Harden is probably the most frustrating player in all of basketball to watch because I, I, I can't stand the fact he's shooting 16 free throws a game. He gets fouled on three, allegedly fouled on three pointers because he's kicking his leg out. He jumps forward. This is not real basketball. The What, what was it? Three, three or four nights ago, he finished like, like five for 18 with like 35 points. How do you do that? Cause you, you shoot a thousand free throws. There's yeah. nothing more frustrating about it. And when he, when you talk about great players, I, I, I can't stand when people try to act like he's on the same level of a scorer as Kobe, I mean, as Kobe and Michael Jordan and some of these other great scorers. I'm like, they didn't shoot. The, yes, they shot a lot of free throws, but they actually went out and got buckets. And that's why James Harden can't win a championship. You don't think James Harden's getting buckets? The majority of the time, his points come from free throws. He's shooting like 32% on the season and 20% from the three-point line. He's off to a slow start, He's, but he'll get going. We know James. He's going to get cooking. Yeah, but he's averaging 36 points a game because he's shooting free throws. Yeah. Well, the great scorers fight, figure out oh, a way. Lord. They figure out Don't a way. Don't tell me that you're See, in on this. Don't tell listen, me you're in on this. I, I'm just... I am just happy that you still have hate in your heart because you have said <laughs> you need that hatred to be fully invested in the NBA season. It's still there. It's apparent, George. It's good. We just discovered it, you know? Yeah, but this is me. I we, we are we are talking on the radio and we need things to be upset about all the time. And the, the normal people, I mean, I was excited to see Zion Williamson. Don't get a chance I, yeah. to see him now. I the know. Uh, the uh, Warriors now, all of a sudden, think about it. The Warriors are so bad right now that people can't even yeah. laugh at the Warriors. They're not even for being yeah. yeah, you can't even hate on the Warriors because you don't know anybody in their lineup. That's you turn right. it on the Warriors, get me like, hold on, hold on. I need a media guide. I got to I gotta Google this, these dudes. Who's number 78? They said that all 15 players on the roster 
a couple of games ago, none of them were on the playoff roster. Correct. Right? Like everybody's injured, everybody's hurt, new faces and all that stuff. It's crazy what's going on there. It, it, imagine if you work security at the Warriors <laughs> games. They're ID. probably stopping the players. Yep. Hey, hold up, hold up. Where's your badge? Where's That's your badge? Right. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, up next from the Geico studios. Thank goodness the landscape of college sports will be changing very, very soon. We'll explain. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. In for Nick Ba this evening on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Um, yeah, I think these load management jokes, they're just going to continue around here, you know, with uh, it's the theme of the week right now in sports. <laughs> but with, I'll just say that Nick Boz, he's, uh, you know, he's out for load management. You know, we'll just run with that and then we'll figure out the truth later. But that's going to be the truth in our minds for this evening, George Reister. Sometimes you just need to shame people into doing the right thing. <laughs> So, I mean, if they won't do it on their own, sometimes you need to try to talk to them about it, try to get them to do the right thing. Then if that doesn't work, just shame them into doing the right thing. You know what? I'm going to try to use your advice on you at the top of the hour because there is a skeleton deep in the George Reister closet that needs to be brought to the light. I will try to shame you into changing your ways. Ah, <laughs> no. I, I think I know what this is, and you're and I'm going to have to shame you back. Okay. I mean, you will have to you you are, are eventually gonna have to give in because there's no way a self-respecting person with any pride would be doing this. Okay. We'll get to this at the top of the hour because I have a feeling that America's gonna be on my side. I feel like you are you are a voice of the uh I don't know how to the best explain it. Like this, this little group of, of of people that, when it comes to this specific issue, are lacking common sense. You know, you're a very sensible man. This is why it troubles me so much, George Reister. Your stance that we will unveil here in about ten minutes or so. But let's get to this. Chase Young. We touched on this for a second. Chase Young. He might be suspended for four games. This is what we know. He it's because of a since repaid loan. So he borrowed money from a family friend. He flew his girlfriend out to the Rose Bowl last year. That's what we've received. So Chase Young, he didn't play today for the Ohio State against Maryland. He plans on appealing this NCAA ruling. Okay. And then we also had James Weissman. He's at Memphis. He's a stud forward. Might be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. He was ruled ineligible. He took a loan from Penny Hardaway, right? And in 2017, before yeah. Penny Hardaway was right. even <laughs> in consideration for the Memphis job. He was an AAU coach, but right. now Penny Hardaway, and then the NCAA ruled him eligible first, but now Penny Hardaway's a booster? Yeah. Like, come on, man. I know. So the NCAA is like, he's ineligible. Memphis is like, screw that. You're playing against UIC. He played last night. So... Here's how I look at it, George. You touched on it, too, and I'll give you credit for this. Right around the corner, athletes will be able to make a buck off of their name, image, and likeness. And when it comes to Chase Young, who could be the number one overall pick, James Weissman, who could be the number one NBA pick, this, these storylines, they are a thing of the past, 
because you're just going to make a buck off your name, image, and likeness, and you're good, and we're better off for it. I want to see these guys off the field or off the court. For these reasons, it's ridiculous. It makes zero sense. So it would be different. It would even be different if Chase Young got money from someone and then just and, and they just gave it to him. If they just gave him a couple thousand thousand dollars, okay, whatever, you know it's against the rules. But someone gave him money and then he paid it back. That's yeah. not that doesn't put anybody in jeopardy. <laughs> that doesn't I mean that actually shows good character on Chase Young. He borrowed money and instead of saying, When I get to the NFL, I'll pay you back. No, he's like, I'm gonna pay you back now. I, yeah. I, I don't mind it. And that's the dirty little secret with college football and college basketball. Too. So the, the NCAA tournament makes a billion dollars. Kelvin Sampson talked about it last year. Billion dollars. But then these players, families, a lot of times can't even get to the games to watch them play. Can't get a hotel room, any of that. It's madness, dude. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> Look, I understand. We're talking, you know, years ago before this is about to change with name image and likeness and all of that i understand where there are improper benefits and there are schools that will all that stuff i get it some of that is the ncaa's business these stories they are not (laughs) if you're paying back a loan that is not your business ncaa that's how i see it all right plenty more to get to coming up next from the geico studios a coach nearly lost his voice today forever This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ah, yes, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. We got to get into our rankings here. George Reister, who's going to be the top five? Will be the top five teams when the playoff committee gets together and unveils their latest poll. And also, uh, Heisman, I got a hot take for you here. Since you're uh, big on Chase Young, and he is a stud, there's no doubt. He won't be in the top three of the Heisman. He won't be in the top three. He has no chance to win it. None. Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real hot take, buddy. None. He might miss the next four games. Congratulations. You are are on fire with that one. You're still, you're trumpeting your guy like he's going to win the Heisman. He's going to set the uh, all-time sacks record. He's got to play first. He's got to play first. He's got a chance. That's what I'm saying. But but your hot take of, oh, I guarantee he won't even be in the top three. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because as of right now, he might be out four games. So, yes, if he misses four games, he will not be invited to New York. Wait, you just told me he's not going to be, he's he's not going to miss four games. No chance, no how. No, no, that is, that is not what I said. I no? said that they expect him to only miss two games, that they expect it to be okay. reduced. I don't know. Man, the NCAA is the same people who had North Carolina giving out sham classes and then says. <laughs> it's all good. And then they and then they try to say, oh, no, no, they, these are student athletes. This is a collegiate model. We must educate them. But then you say, we actually don't have the power to punish North Carolina. Wait, what? But you can punish somebody for, for taking a loan and paying it back? You can punish for that. That That's what's so disturbing about it, is that the NCAA was originally set up with like way back with Teddy Roosevelt. It was supposed to protect players. But now it has turned into this big behemoth and money-making machine. And they don't want to... It, it it's weird because it's it's like people think that that the colleges would then have to be able to pay players with this name, image, and likeness thing. But in reality, there's so much money available that players aren't able to to get or touch at this point in point in time. Oh, I, the name, image, likeness thing—that is the bare minimum yep. that the NCAA should be allowing to happen. There's no doubt about that. I, I'm sorry. My hot take was not hot enough. Let me season it a little okay. bit here. Let me spice it up here. He won't be in the top 10 of the Heisman voting. How about that? Your boy, Chase Young, not even going to be there. Look at all these guys that we got. We got Joe Burrow. He's going to win it. It's Lock city. What he did today, three touchdown passes, nearly 400 yards passing at Alabama. It's a wrap. We got Jalen Hurts, Tonga Vailoa is up there. Justin Fields, Chase Young's own teammate, is going to be higher than him in the Heisman voting. Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, Jonathan Taylor. We got all kinds Why of Why would Trevor Lawrence be in the top 10 for the Heisman race? Have you seen his season? He was leading the ACC in picks. I mean, he's he's been having a sophomore slump. He's still a good quarterback and still done some really fantastic things. But but that hot take of him not being in the top ten, not you, in the top ten. You you were clearly hanging out with Deion Waiters yesterday, buddy. Justin Herbert, your boy Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm doing his thing. Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm is thrown for sixteen hundred yards in eight games. Okay, and right eleven here. touchdowns. I mean, Let me ask you this. we have to stop this just just throwing out quarterbacks because they play for top ten teams. It's, they're valuable. All right, let me ask you this. In all honesty, 
if it's the number one overall pick, I can completely see why you would go Chase Young. Okay. But if we're picking teams based on the production this season, are you taking Chase Young before you're taking Jake Fromm? Are you taking Chase Young before, before you're taking Jake Trevor Fromm, Lawrence? I'm not drafting Jake Fromm, period. I'm not drafting not, Jake not Fromm. Drafting, just, I'm just not in taking, college. No, so I, don't, I don't want Jake Fromm. Jake, Jake Fromm, <laughs> anytime he has to throw the ball more than 30 times, his team loses. What? what? They, they, they are deep. They have not won one game when he has to, has to throw the ball more than 30 times. I don't want a quarterback to where if we fall down or something goes left, we have some turnovers, that he then can't come back and play. I mean, I mean, he can't, he can't do it. That's just not his makeup. So at the, so I don't want Jake Fromm. I don't want Jake Fromm. I don't want Jacob Eason. I don't want either one of those dudes. You can have just them in both. college. Just think as it relates to the Heisman. Forget about the NFL. I'm, I'm, I'm steering you away from the NFL. Okay. okay. When it's just in college, when we're talking about value in college, are you taking Chase Young over Jake Fromm or over Trevor Lawrence? Even though Trevor Lawrence. I agree with you. He's been, he's underperformed this season compared to what we thought he was going to be. But are you taking Chase Young and what he's done this season over what Trevor Lawrence has done, even though it's been disappointing? No, dude. The, yeah, you're the, taking Trevor Lawrence. You're taking the, the QB. The uh, court quarterback is the most important position yeah. in all of sports. Exactly. However, I am not taking, if, if it's Jake Fromm, I you might as well have I, I would rather have the I would rather have the quarterback for your team, Ian Book. I would rather have Ian Book than Jake wow. Fromm, because at least Ian Book can run. Man, you you are way out on Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm's huh? not special at all. Wow. He's a I, regular quarterback. That is hot fire coming from you, George Reister. I love it, man. I'm Brian though. He's George Reister. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, I mentioned this. A coach nearly lost his voice forever. Listen to Ed Orgeron breaking down his LSU Tigers at midfield there at Alabama after they were able to beat the Crimson Tide. Check this out. Hey, we've been waiting for this moment, man. Let's go. Right here in the middle of the field. Let's bring it down. Tigers on three, baby. Because this is our house from now on. Yes, sir. Tigers on three. One, two, three. Hey, man, they're fired up. I love it. But goodness, he almost broke a vocal cord. If I don't even think you can do it. He almost did it. That's his normal voice, though. Man. If you if you, I've heard this dude talk in real life, <laughs> there is no difference. He just he you know, you know how singers how when they have a problem and they have uh-huh. to get their vocal cords operated on. He clearly missed whatever oh. the the signs were for like a normal person because he, he needs that surgery. Man. There's no way that a normal voice is supposed to be like that. No way. It, it shouldn't be. And he powers it's too much through. training. Tigers on three! <laughs> That's wild over there. All right, now, I'm going to get to your, your skeleton in the closet here shortly, George Reister, but let's look at the top five teams. If we're looking at what you think the playoff committee should be doing, what the rankings should be, top five. All right, let's go through it together here. All right, LSU's number one team, no doubt about it. They've beaten four teams in the top ten. You with me on that? They've not beaten four teams in, in the top ten. Yeah, they have. 
No, they they have not beaten four yes, teams. Yes, they have. At t- the time, they've beaten four teams who were ranked in the top ten at the time. Texas Don't was number stop nine. Stop it. Do Florida not do that. Seven. Do not Auburn do that. I will nine. not Bama allow that. Three. That's four in the top I will ten, not George allow Rester. that under any circumstances. No, what? no, no. We what? we must stop this nonsense. This, these preseason rankings are the worst thing that happened to college football because it – Florida's still in the top it, ten. I know, but you're talking about that Texas win. Texas has three losses. Bama's still in the top hold ten. Hold on. Texas, you cannot give them credit for the Texas top 10 Auburn's win. 11. The, the only get, team you got is Texas. So, Everybody else still in the top 11. So, so you said top 10 wins. They got two uh-huh. top 10 wins. You are not going to give them a <laughs> Texas win what? who was ranked in the top 10 in the preseason, and now Texas has three losses and is unranked. That's not a top 10 win. So uh, stop you calling can it that. against that. That's fine. Are you putting Ohio State over LSU? That's I'm channeling my channeling my inner Ed Orgeron, Putin, are you putting Ohio State over LSU here? Okay, on on Unafraid Show, I do a top college football top ten as it should be. I put it out every Sunday morning, every single week without fail. It's always there. Last week, I had Uh-oh. Ohio Uh-oh. State one. Oh gosh, as they should have been because no. there had been no team that had been more dominant than oh than uh, than who? Ohio State. Against Cincinnati and Indiana? Whoa, look out for the Buckeyes over there. What a gauntlet they're running the through. The SEC is only judged against themselves. They don't play good good non-conference games in general. Um, or they only play nine power LSU five LSU is at number nine Texas. That's better than anything Ohio State did. That is a good attempt at a, at a game. I give you credit for, for that. But I had LSU two. I had Penn State three. The reason why I had Penn State three is because Penn State's schedule who they had beat was better than Alabama. Alabama had not even played one top twenty, okay. one top twenty-five team. All right, but that's that was then. This is the now, okay. George Reister. So, so now we got LSU going down to Tuscaloosa and yep. beating Alabama. So I will agree. I am putting because because I base my top ten on three on three criteria: schedule played, quality wins, yeah. and dominance. Okay, so. LSU has the best wins out of all the teams in all of college football. I they, can't believe you didn't have LSU ahead of Ohio State based nope. on your criteria nope. last week. No. Uh, That's okay. Because, You've seen the light this week, though. That's good. Well, oh, okay. So <laughs> Ohio State played Maryland, even though that they absolutely just took them behind a woodshed and did bad things it's to Maryland. them. If, if they were in, in high school football in Arizona or New York, they would have fired Ryan, Ryan Day for what he did to Maryland. <laughs> um, so I got LSU one, Ohio State number two. Then I got and and Clemson is up on on They're North Carolina them. State thirty five zero. Switched over <laughs> it, to a different game. Yeah, it's, it's uglier. Thirty five zero. I'm going Clemson at the number three spot. Yeah. Now I got to move Oregon into the four spot. Whoa! You you got the Ducks. They're leapfrogging Georgia. Why? No, 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 no. They were in front of Georgia last week in in my top twenty five. Okay. Their 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 loss at two and three South Carolina. No, no, I'm sorry. At home mm-hmm. against South Carolina. It's a worse loss. That's They've got better damning. wins though. They've got better wins. Uh, okay, okay. All right, but but you're just going to negate the fact that they've lost like that? I'm, I'm okay. not going to negate it. I'm All not right. going to negate it, but I think that the quality wins based on your own criteria. Right. right. Even I it, think the quality wins mean more. Okay. And then uh, so so you asked you asked me mine. I got Oregon at 4. Okay. Then uh-huh. I got then I got Alabama 
No, actually, actually, I got to put Georgia at five as of right now because they okay. look like they're taking care of business right now. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put Alabama at six. Uh huh. Utah at seven. And then I'm going to go probably Minnesota. No, well, o- Oklahoma, then Minnesota, probably. Okay, so let me get just the like the top six. Because that's like okay. in the, in, so right got, there in the vicinity of the college football playoff. Yeah. So we got LSU one, Ohio State, Clemson three. Yep. Then you go Ducks four. Yep. You got the Ducks in there. Oh, oh all right. is there's going to be a lot of people trying to put Alabama in that spot. Alabama has played their only they, top yes. 25 game that they have played. They lost. And truth be told, as a college football fan, this whole Alabama situation is very frustrating to me. Because they have so many great players. They got Jerry, Judy, Tua, I mean, uh, Ruggs, Waddle, all these fantastic players on offense. And after this season is over with, eight of their 12 regular season games, their 24 regular season games over the last two seasons, that's one third of the games, have been against team, will have been against teams with zero pulse. Zero pulse. They have played a weak schedule. There's so, no denying that. So yeah. you're like, and then Nick Saban will get up grandstanding, talking about, I wish we could all play 12 power five games. You are a damn lie, dude. You are, damn, <laughs> you are the most powerful man in Alabama. All these championships, you can schedule whoever you want to schedule. Don't try to, oh, yeah, I wish we could. No, you don't. You want to be scheduled 10, let alone 12. Get out of here, dude. Okay, we're going to have to revisit this because the playoff picture, this stuff matters, George Reister, as you well know. You know, So we got to come up with at least the top six. You've unveiled your list. I'm going to unveil mine. We'll compare notes. We'll yell at each other. And, and just that's the way we show love, you know, as we yell that's at each other. That's the only way to show love. We, yeah, we'd call each other crazy. <laughs> and the, it's like a, a hug. I'm over here in Portland. You're in L.A. It's like a hug from like thousands of miles away. That's how we get down. That's coming up. Also the skeleton in George Reister's closet. And let me tell you, it is a doozy. It will be exposed right around the corner. I'm Brian. No, he's George Reister. This is Fox sports radio. This is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands. Ladies and gentlemen, we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister in for Nick Ba this evening. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios here on Fox Sports Radio. Also brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. I was just crunching numbers here and looking at everything with the college football landscape, George Reister. And I want to give you my rankings. And I feel like there's going to be a good discussion in this one. So we agree with the top three. We go LSU followed by Ohio State number two, Clemson number three. So we're good right there. I'm going to go Georgia four, Bama five. I'm going to go Penn State six over the Ducks. And this is the reason why. If you compare their body of work, I think they're they're pretty similar. And I got an honest question for you. Just tell me what you really think. Which is a worse loss? Because I think Penn State has a little bit better wins, but which is a worse loss? Is it Oregon against Auburn on a neutral field? Or was it Penn State today at Minnesota? Which do you think truly is the worst loss? The Minnesota loss. They were, they were came into the game ranked 17th in the college football playoff. Nobody was giving them any respect. They hadn't played anybody. I mean, um, Penn State drank the rat poison. How many times did they leave people wide open today? I mean, it was bad. And when and then Oregon lost to Auburn. They dominated the whole game. They did. Their top yeah. three wide receivers were out. I mean, it, it was some conservative play calling at, oh, in, in the second gosh. half that gave it the game. Was. They were yeah. only trailing for nine seconds of the game. I don't care. So, they still lost. So, yeah. Yes. The loss does count and the loss does matter. However, when you're asking which team has the best loss, I mean, geez Louise. I mean, and, yeah. how, and how many times? Because as college football fans, we're supposed to want – great schedules and great games every weekend and week out. I believe in punishing Alabama for scheduling so poorly uh-huh. because you have teams like Clemson that people have been banging on Clemson's schedule all year. Right. I mean, they've been, Oh, they don't play anybody, right. N- nobody. Right. But here is what Clemson did. Here is, here is how the sec propaganda machine works. Clemson scheduled, South Carolina, who was supposed to be pretty good, they play, they actually played them every single year on a rivalry game because they're both in South Carolina. They also scheduled Texas A&M. 
So you have, and then there are eight conference games. So you can't help who's on your conference schedule. Yeah, but I got to take that into account. Yeah, but they, but, and the ACC is usually, I mean, Florida State's usually pretty good. Miami's, I mean, these are talented teams. So it's not like the ACC is always trash. Well, you could say that about the SEC also. You could play that same card for Alabama. Like, it's not their fault. The SEC is normally tougher. You could do that with them all day, even more so. Yeah, but it's their non conference schedule that is the problem. They schedule. It's trash. There's no denying that. So at, at least. At least you have Clemson who tried. They played 10 Power 5 games plus two SEC teams, including a rivalry game. And then you got uh, Alabama in their non-conference. They got Duke, New Mexico State, Southern Miss, and then they got, who the hell is WCU? Can you Western please? Carolina, yeah. Yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so... I mean, like Alabama didn't even try. So yeah. if you if you as a college football fan want better games on a weekend and week out basis, you want more quality product, you have to be willing to sacrifice a team like Alabama because because they are the I mean, they are the what the bell cow. They are the people that carry the SEC. They are the, you know, the premier program in college football. That's fair. If you aren't going to hold them to a higher standard, then you hold everybody else to. Because everybody else, you bang on their schedule. You talk every, oh, Clemson's schedule is terrible. Oh, this team's uh, schedule is terrible. But but it's okay because Alabama has really good talent. No, hell no. If they lose, they're out. Alabama's done for the year in my book. Well, I look at the difference between Bama and Clemson. Uh, Bama's schedule is tougher than Clemson's. There's no denying that. How? Clemson does play a trash schedule. They just played the number two team in the country in LSU. Clemson doesn't come close that's to their that. Fir- that's their first game that they okay. played against anybody with a pulse, man. They okay. played Duke. But they did. Who, who is Texas? They, 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 they both played Texas A&M. Both Clemson and Alabama did. So... Like Alabama has LSU. Who's the LSU on Clemson's schedule? They don't have anybody close to that. Not even remotely close. Not this season. How? However, you are going to say so uh, uh, ahead of this game. So uh, uh-huh. if you take, if you were so at five hours ago before the game started, who uh-huh. had the better schedule, at, uh, Alabama or Clemson? Uh, I would give it by a smidge. I would actually give it to. Uh, I mean, I, I would I would give it to Alabama by oh, a smidge, but it doesn't matter. How? It doesn't matter because today they played LSU. It doesn't matter. But because that's, but that's look at the Clemson. point. It, you put it, Texas A&M to the side, and you've got on Bama's schedule South Carolina. Like these are I'm not going to make them out to be George like top ten. Teams Clemson or is on South Carolina is on Clemson's schedule too. So now okay, what? great. So, so we now put what? them to the side. Okay. okay? You got. Are you, you have South Carolina. You have North Carolina for Clemson. No, 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 and and South Carolina. Well, okay. Well, they haven't yeah, played them yet. Correct. You're saying going into today. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I'm saying is that is that you're looking at their uh, schedule, but if you're going to count Alabama playing South Carolina, then that's okay. a, that's a wash too. All right, Ole Miss 
You have them in the mix. Ole I mean, Miss lost to Cal. But look at look at Clemson's schedule. You've oh. got just these dud teams. That's Syracuse, what you're looking at. The, State, I, you have been manipulated, Mr. No. You By have been what? Ma- manip- You what? have let the SEC propaganda machine <laughs> no, just no, get no, to no, you, no. dude. No, there's no propaganda machine that's getting to me. Their schedule was incrementally better than Clemson's. Bama was before How? today. Point. There's no chance they that Clemson put, hold has hold a tougher schedule now. So... Okay, aside from, I'm t- talking about coming into this game, would you agree that Arkansas is one of the worst programs in all of college football? Yes. So they played them How about last Louisville? week. How's Louisville doing this year? Louisville's bad. How's Charlotte doing this year? Bad. <laughs> how about Georgia Tech? How are they? How are they? Are, are, how the Ramblin' Wreck doing over okay, there? Okay, cool. All right, so let's <laughs> let let's take the the uh, Ramblin' Wreck. Would okay. you take them over? New Mexico State? What? Yes, but Would why you take are we them splitting over hairs Duke? here? I'm just Bama saying they played LSU today. So I'm it's just a saying wrap. they're both both of their schedules coming into the game were absolutely awful. But so, we're after the game. We're, we're, did you you have the hot tub time and, machine over and, there? And, in Sherman Oaks? and their first time <laughs> and their first game they played they lost. Like you cannot give them credit when they haven't beat anybody. I, I, listen, Nobody. I'm just saying they've played a tougher schedule. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yes. They, their schedule is tougher than Clemson's. There's yes, no today, denying that. Yes, uh, today that changed. Today, and they, they still have Auburn on the road to close the season. That's tougher than Clemson. So if so, if uh, Auburn wins that game, mm-hmm. what do you make of Alabama? Oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> their season is beyond a wrap. No, no, I don't. They're, they're, they're not losing to Bo Nix in his freshman ways. That I don't. See I am that just happening. asking if they if they lose to them. I mean, mm-hmm. would you would you admit then that that Alabama's not a top ten team? Because I mean, hold up, hold up. <laughs> because they would have lost to uh, LSU and Auburn, and remember, uh-huh. Auburn lost to Florida and Georgia. So you would have to put them behind all of them, right? But you're looking at the tail end of well, you would have Auburn most likely jump them. Auburn still has Georgia. Auburn's schedule is just brutal. brutal. Yes, that is <laughs> just brutal. now that is a team with a really good schedule. That's yes. what a really good schedule looks like, my friend. Well, hey, uh, I'm, I can't tell the difference between Clemson's schedule or UCF's. It's about the same freaking thing over there. Clemson plays no one. That's true. Like what you've been hearing, I understand you're sick of it. That's fair, but it's true. They don't play anybody this year. You know what else I was sick of today? I mean, I was tired by the time the game started. Okay. I was tired of that, the the freaking uh, game of the century narrative. <laughs> oh, really? You didn't I, care for that? I, no, dude. No. <laughs> I, I was so sick of it in relationship to this Alabama LSU thing because it was nothing short of what you have been brainwashed by the SEC propaganda machine. Wow, the listen re- to you. I'm not brainwashed. Bama's got a tougher schedule than Clemson. That, the, there's no propaganda that goes into that. The reality is, is that that game today in 2019 was one elite team with good wins versus an elite talented team who had played nobody. And at the end of the day, people were like, oh, my, it's the greatest football game I've ever seen. And I'm like, I've seen five games this year where that were just as good. Texas LSU was a, was an awesome game, right? It was a, it was a great game. Okay. Yeah. Penn State Michigan was a great game, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it came down to the last play. nice little comeback, okay. and then the guy drops it in the end zone. That, oh, oh, kind of, kind of like today, a, yeah. n- a nice little comeback that didn't that didn't happen. There was um, no drop in the end zone. Uh, Jerry Jerry Judy dropped one in the end zone. That, that's a good point. Yeah, he did. That actually, was a actually, he dropped two, two in the end zone. Um, pin, <laughs> and then you got Oregon versus Washington. Great game. You had UCLA versus Washington State, one of the all-time greatest comebacks of all time. And then you had Notre Dame. That was Dame, a great game. And you had Notre Dame versus Georgia. So don't try to sell me on this as the greatest game of the century. Get out it's of here. It's a pretty good game. It's pretty, it was a good game. The century is ridiculous. But yes. 46-41, there was some drama going on if, there, George If Weiser. this were Texas, Oklahoma, everybody would say, where's the defense? Yeah, where was the defense today? I, I just don't do the double standards, man. You know what? I'm going to get to something that I dislike about uh, something you commonly hear about college football. I'll get to that momentarily, but don't think that I've been thrown off here, George Reister, by your your accusations of me being the victim of SEC propaganda. I'm going to get to the skeleton in your closet right around the corner. First, though, we get to, I mean, just he is uh, the gold standard for updates in this industry. And not just that, he is he's a role model. Oh, so yeah. If you have yeah, a young sure. kid, you want him to one day be Steve DeSager. There's he's a lot of radio people evening. that are role models, yes. <laughs> we see them all the time. By the way, I looked at Notre Dame's future schedule. It's Clemson at Notre Dame next year, and in fact, Clemson versus Notre Dame three of the next four years. Ooh. And let's not forget for the Irish, they have that contract with Wisconsin. The next two years, they're going to play the Badgers once at Lambeau Field and then once at Soldier Field. That's the next two years on the Notre Dame schedule. That's pretty cool. Look FYI. at the Irish playing teams you've heard of. Are they, like are Clemson. They, are they still in the top 25? <laughs> yes, they're they're number 15 oh, right now, oh, George sorry. Reister. Uh, you know, fact, and finally Clemson's scheduling to? up. I thought they were going the UCF <laughs> route here. About to start the second half at Duke. 15th ranked Notre Dame is leading 21 to 7. Clemson, and I'm not kidding you, is leading 42 nothing at the half at NC State, and fans in the first and second quarters were leaving the stadium. Even the announcers <laughs> mentioned it on the air. In the first half, fans were leaving the stadium. Well, it gets really tough next week against 19th-ranked Wake Forest. This is oh, a boy. doozy for Clemson next Did week. anybody pay attention to the Wake game? They were up at Virginia Tech mid-third quarter, 17-13, lost 36-17. And Wake mm. had also lost to Louisville this season, 62-59. So that's two L's. Get mm. Wake Forest out of the top 25 quickly, please. Mm. Number six, Georgia winning 19-0 over Missouri now late in the third quarter. And late second quarter on Fox TV at ninth-ranked Oklahoma, it's Sooners 28-14 over Iowa State. Number one, Ohio State beat Maryland 73-14. The Buckeyes had 40 first downs in the game <laughs> oh, and gosh. over 700 yards. And Ohio State's at at Rutgers next week, so prepare for something similar on the stat sheet. Number two, LSU wins at Alabama 46-41. LSU led at halftime 33-13 after a couple of TDs in the last 30 seconds before the half. Joe Burrow, three touchdown passes, 393 yards through the air. Minnesota beat number four, Penn State 31-26. Minnesota is 9-0 and has a two-game lead over Wisconsin in the division. Wisconsin beat Iowa, holding on 24-22. 
By the way, Minnesota will be hosting Wisconsin to end this regular season. Number 10, Florida, a 56-0 winner over Vanderbilt, which had only 128 total yards. Number 12, Baylor, still undefeated after winning in triple overtime at TCU, 29-23. Texas upset number 16, Kansas State, 27-24. Texas kicks a short field goal on the final play. Cincinnati and SMU with wins. Western Kentucky won at Arkansas, 45-19. And in fact, it was 38-7, Western Kentucky, early in the fourth quarter. So Arkansas now 2-8. It's only two wins against Portland State and Colorado State. And remember, Arkansas lost at home to San Jose State this season as well. Lovey Smith's Illini scored four touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win at Michigan State. Illinois 37-34 the final, even though it had trailed the Spartans 31-10 to start the fourth. Kyle Busch earned the NASCAR poll. The race is in Phoenix, a 500 tomorrow. Golden State update, the Warriors at 2-7 are down 80-64 at Oklahoma City. Uh. Why didn't we bet on that, Steve? That was it. It was sitting right there. (laughs) That's like uh, pretty much any sport, right? You find a bad team and then just bet against them. You know, UMass football or whatever. I don't care what I have to give up. I've seen them play. We're good here. There is uh, college basketball on FS1 right now, and Rhode Island is leading at number seven ranked Maryland, 18 to 12 mid first half. They just had... Texas winning at number 23, Purdue, in hoops, 70-66. to Boston Celtics won their seventh straight game, 135-115 at San Antonio, but Gordon Hayward of the Celts left with a broken hand. And, guys, I don't know if you saw the Minnesota telecast today, but they were bringing up that this Gophers program is undefeated this late into a season for the first time since the 1904 team that finished 13-0. They put up the 1904 Minnesota team schedule, they won their opener against Twin Cities Central High School, 107 to nothing. And in fact, by the time Minnesota, 1904, beat Little Grinnell College in mid-October, that was 146 to nothing. The, t- the team was 8-0 by then. They finished 13-0, and and they were only scored upon in one game out of the 13. That was when Minnesota beat Nebraska, 16-12. So it's a long and proud history. It's a lot of championships from the 1930s and 40s that are up on the stadium. They actually have, the modern generations actually have something to talk about now in Minnesota football. They flat out beat Penn State today. That's right. They were rowing the boat and everything. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister in for Nick Ba this evening. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, George Reister. You know I respect you. You know I love you. But uh, there's a skeleton in your closet that I just have to expose. You're on the national (laughs) airwaves. Come on, bring it, buddy. Yes. So uh, George has been nice enough to be a guest on my weekday Portland show a few times. And so I just thought this was a big enough story where the national audience needs to be aware of it. I'm not even going to set it up anymore. I'm just going to let this audio speak for itself. Check it out. He's George Reister. When you are having your homemade tacos, do you ever use Velveeta? Hell no. Like, so dismissive, so just... Thumbing your nose up at Velveeta. A little more from you, George Reister. Velveeta cheese? It's not even cheese. <laughs> Which is funny. Go, go ahead. State your claim here. State your stance for the national audience, if you will, please. It's very clear. Tacos are tacos. 
Tacos, they they deserve cheese. You can put cojita cheese, jack cheese, cheddar cheese, a, a, a pepper jack, any type of cheese that you want. Velveeta cheese, you can't like slice that up. I mean, the sure only the only thing that you can do with Velveeta cheese, put in a little bit of milk, put a little bit of butter, put it in the pan and make and make some some nacho cheese sauce fake concoction thing. That's the only thing that you can do with and because uh, melted cheese does not belong on tacos at all. I live in California. I understand you live in Portland. There's uh-huh. a great food scene in Portland. I went to school in Eugene. I love Portland. Uh-huh. And you should know better than this. <laughs> there is zero. Uh, were you raised by wolves? No, no, no. And uh, my mom and my dad, they both listen to this show. They would take great exception with that, George Reister. But here's the thing. I think that you're looking at Velveeta the wrong way. Like, if you put it in a little dish and you warm it up, you're going to have some nachos. It's great like that. I think that's how you believe it would go on a taco. That's not what I do at all. What do you You just do you slice do? it up. You take a knife to it, take a little block, put it in little rectangles. Oh, it's tremendous. Dude, dude you probably put, like, vegetables or, or weird old things in your macaroni vegetables? and cheese, too. No, 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 I, no, I would never come to your house for, th- for, for Thanksgiving because no, there's no telling what your macaroni and cheese looks like, dude. You know no what? way. Not only is your stance disgusting here, George Reister, I hate it in the background. Our guy, Don Brown, hardworking Don Brown, technical <laughs> producer, playing the ding sound effects in approval of your stance against Velveeta on homemade tacos. Okay. That's the worst okay. part of this whole here, thing. Okay, here is okay, let me let, let me break this down for you. Okay. There are two types of tacos, first of all. There are there, aside from like a, a specialty taco, like a fish taco, which which deserves like a cabbage sort of thing on on top, you you have street tacos, which are two little corn tortillas, meat, and then you have onions and cilantro on top. Those are the and then salsa. Those are the only possible things you can put on top. <laughs> and then there are. You know, kind of more specialty tacos. The things you can put on there, you can put on there guacamole, avocado, salsa. You, you can put a, a plethora of things on there. I mean, the the list of combinations of things you can put on tacos are longer than Oregon's uniform combination list. That's cool. That's all. But, that's all good. But, but you've got to have however, Velveeta on that menu. Val- Velveeta is. There are two things that are not okay to be on that list. Only two. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. and and now you and one of my other friends who is a who is a Fox Sports guy too, Marcellus Wiley. This uh-huh. fool puts ketchup on his tacos. Oh wow, that's crazy! Yeah, Ke- I could see you putting ketchup and Velveeta on your tacos. That you know is what? that's like un-American. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. I shouldn't say that's a terrible idea before I've tried it. I don't want to be like you, George Reister, because my hunch is you've never tried Velveeta on your homemade taco. I have had. Okay. So I, huh? I, I tell am, the truth. I'm fathoming. Truth. Okay. I'm fathoming that I have had Velveeta cheese because I have been to a, a football game, a basketball game a, at high schools, colleges, and gotten nachos. And uh-huh. whatever that sauce, <laughs> fake cheese sauce they give you yeah, is Velveeta yeah. cheese sauce. So, 
And that would not go well over being right. on tacos because the second, the second, like if it's in the little crock pot, the second no. that it comes out and it no. changes more than two degrees of temperature, it becomes a solid block again. It's Here. awful. Here's the thing, George. It, it, get that out of your head. The nacho cheese and all that. That's why you keep on thinking of Velveeta. Think of it when you buy it in the store or you see it in the store or <laughs> it's just that rectangular block. It doesn't change from that. You open it, slice it open, you know, dice wait, it up. Wait, that's you what you put, put on the you taco. You put sliced cheese on tacos? No, no, I just oh, slice God, up the Velveeta. Worse, man. I slice Stop. up the Velveeta. You don't even shred it? You're not hearing me, George Reister. Oh, you think man. that I'm, I'm like putting it in a pot and cooking it over here. No, that's you don't even happening. shred it up and put it on the taco. You just <laughs> slice it up like a like yeah. a like a oh my. like a butcher. That's what I, I butcher it up. Yeah. It's tremendous. You are lost in the tall grass, never <laughs> never to be eaten with. All right, uh, hit us up if you have a thought on that. At the No Show, at George Reister, are you Team Velveeta on homemade tacos or not? We want to hear from you. Also, coming up next from the Geico Studios, I've got something, George, that you typically hear about college football. It's some moaning and groaning, and I dislike it. I'll see if you're on board or not. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Also brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. There's one thing that you hear a lot of, George Reister, and I never really thought about it too much until now. You'll hear a lot about so much emphasis on who makes it into the playoff. We get four teams in the college football playoff, right? And you'll hear this. You'll hear coaches say, oh, there's just so much emphasis on who makes it. It's as if nothing else matters. And I thought about it today for whatever reason. I was like, before the college football playoff system, were we like entrenched at this stage of the season who was going to make it to the Poland Weed Eater Bowl? You know what I mean? Like, but when no. it's the BCS system, we're just looking at who's going to be in the BCS title game. What, I don't think things have changed nearly as much as people make them out to be with the playoff system. Oh, I do. The You do? The BCS was the biggest piece of garbage <laughs> that ever happened. And partly the reason why I feel like that is because I was a victim of the BCS. Um, my team in 2001, the Oregon Ducks, that I was a part of, number two in the AP poll and the USA Today poll, but some kind of way finished third in the BCS. That was the year Miami played against Nebraska. Nebraska lost their only game in the Big 12 title game, 63-36, to and still got put in the national championship game. So the BCS was absolute garbage. Was that against Colorado where they got stomped? Uh, no, that was that was where Oregon, where we stomped Colorado. Oh. That was that game. Gotcha. And um, oh, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Colorado beat Nebraska, and then Nebraska, and then we turn around and beat up on Colorado. Gotcha. Yep. So, so and then you had the situation where Auburn didn't get it was thirteen and zero with Jason Campbell as their quarterback. They didn't get a chance to play in a national championship. That was one of SC's championship years. So they don't even get a chance to to decide. So now you're in a situation where you have the top four teams. There are five power five conferences and there's imbalance in scheduling. You have the ACC and SEC who play eight conference games. Sometimes they play nine, nine power five games. Sometimes they play 10. Then you have the Pac-12, Big 12, and Big 10 who all play nine conference games and at least 10 power five games, sometimes 11. Right. And then you have what the optimal scenario is, eight teams. You have the five. That's fine, but that's not what I'm arguing. Okay. We can get to what system you want. That's not what I'm saying at all. You can go back to the BCS system. And if it was, who's going to be in the championship game? Number one, number two, there are a couple of teams in the mix. My point is we weren't paying attention to the ninth team, the 10th team, the 11th team back then, right? It's the same concept here and now. So when I hear all these college coaches say, oh, there's so much emphasis on who's going to be in the playoff. It's as if nothing else matters. That's the way it's always been. We haven't paid attention with who's not going to be in the BCS title game or who's not going to be in the college football playoff. It's the same way it's always been. I'll agree with you to to the point, except for there are more teams in the conversation, which makes the conversation yeah. bigger and yeah. more important. I hear you. All right, we'll revisit that. George's new playoff system and also celebrating. We got to get to some points about that. 
Ah, uh, yes. What's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Friday. I got to tell you, George, it's a pleasure to be here with you tonight as you fill in for Nick Baugh. You're doing a great job. There is no shortage of opinions with you. And that's all it's about, man. So you're bringing it. Love that. Well, I'm going to sound like uh, Captain Unfun here in a couple of minutes. But there's something that I got to say about the way you celebrate. I think it says a lot. Now, LSU, they took down Alabama. Joe Burrow, he locked up the Heisman Trophy tonight. You would agree with that, right, George Reister? No, no I don't, don't agree with that. <laughs> He's still got three games left. Tis I'm not done. locking up the... I'm not locking it up. And they got to play the SEC championship, too. There's so much stuff that can happen between now and then. Is he the front runner? A hundred percent. Brian, I a hundred percent agree with you. But let's slow down. You are you are hot take machine today. And also, before we even get into the celebrating, I will not let this go. I, I cannot because you tried to call me out about the tacos and the Velveeta. <laughs> and then you asked people, I don't know why you did this. You set yourself up for failure. <laughs> you asked people to tweet at, uh, at the no show, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. about what they thought about Velveeta tacos. And basically everybody in the mentions said that you should be thrown in a maximum security prison for well, putting Velveeta taco, Velveeta cheese on tacos. We will get to that because there's one key tweet in there that was completely on board with me, you know? And so we'll lead off with that and we'll try to make it seem like there were more that were on my side. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Joe Burrow, tremendous performance, almost 400 yards passing, three touchdown passes, did some damage with his legs too, running around. He, he picked up some key first downs. And also Clyde Edwards Hilary. Hilaire. He is the stud running back who has a hard last name to pronounce. Hilaire was getting it done. Four touchdowns, three on the ground, one through the air, receiving touchdown-wise. Just a bowling ball, so hard to bring down. He was a monster today for LSU. It was a tremendous performance by him. Yeah, and your comparison to him and Maurice Jones-Drew was pretty doggone spot on. These are guys who are who not only are they good if you hand them the ball, they're good out in space, they're good wide wide receivers, catching yeah. the ball out of the backfield and willing blockers in the pass game too. He's a complete back. And I think that he possibly earned himself some money today and Oof. some looks from NBA scouts. I'm sorry, NFL scouts, because that's what you want out of a back. You want him to do all those things and you want him to show up when it matters the most and make people miss in space. He was fantastic, dude. He was. He was unbelievable today. And this is where we get to me possibly sounding like I'm the fun police. But I think there's something to this, George. I don't think there was anything wrong with Ed Orgeron when he was on CBS. He's like, and we're going to bring a a championship back to Louisiana. And he's doing his whole thing. He's breaking the team down at midfield, almost popping his vocal cords and all of that. Be, be happy. Celebrate. You've lost to Bama eight straight years. I understand, okay? But there's no way Nick Saban is carrying on like that, you know? And I'm not saying Nick Saban, he's buttoned up to a fault at times, too, when it comes to celebrating. But I think it shows just how far your program still has to go if you're going nuts like that. Take P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. 
he was going crazy, and that's great. It's a huge win. They took down a number four ranked Penn State team at home today. Celebrate. It should be fun times. But when you go into the locker room and you're crowd surfing, and it still shows you how far you have to go to be a, a championship-worthy team. Are you with me on that, or am I talking crazy here? You are a curmudgeon. Okay. You are a curmudgeon, dude. <laughs> you are old, get-off-my-lawn guy. This is college football. It is very difficult. There are so many emotions involved because this isn't the pros where every game does not matter and have the same magnitude. Like there, n- Nobody since the 72 Dolphins has gone undefeated in the NFL. So you're expected to lose one, two, three, four, five games some, sometimes throughout the course of a season. And in college football, you know that every game matters. And especially when there are these marquee games that are program changing, especially when you're trying to change the culture. Uh-huh. surrounding a team and and so I don't blame them dude yes you should quote unquote act like you've been there but LSU hasn't been there since in eight years I Be- hear you beating Alabama is very difficult did you see uh Tua and how sad those dudes look they don't even understand what losing looks like I know you see they- the people in the crowd <laughs> they chose shots of the Bama faithful and the looks on their faces they were like that was an incomplete pass what where what was what happened is, is <laughs> there dumbfounded. Any, is there anything better in all of sports than than the college uh, fan crowd <laughs> oh, shots yeah. of disappointment. Yeah. Where they have the disappointed fan. Oh, dude, I love it. I love the surrender cobra. I yes. love to see them crying. I mean, mind you, because I understand what it feels like. Because college football is the only thing, is the only sport that can, that simultaneously, you can, well, actually, in one second, you feel the most alive that you ever have. And then one second later, you feel like you want to die. That is college football yeah. summed up. I understand it. And here's the thing. I just want to make this clear. I'm not saying Ed Orgeron is wrong. I'm not saying PJ Fleck is wrong. I'm not saying take the Miami Dolphins. They won their first game of the season, ending a 10-game losing streak. And they gave Brian Flores a Gatorade bath. I don't think they're wrong for that. But it shows you how far they have to go. If Ed Orgeron is doing this at midfield after beating Bama, check this out. Hey, we've been waiting for this moment, man. Let's go. Right here in the middle of the field. Let's bring it down. Tigers on three, baby. Because this is our house from now on. Yes, sir. Tigers on three. One, two, three. I mean, look, it's your house from now on. It was a huge win, but you're breaking the team down at midfield. It's just showing me that you're not used to this. Right? Nobody's like, used to it. What are you talking about, man? Think oh, okay. I, I I want you to consider what Ed Ogeron has been through. So uh-huh. he was a head coach, oh. I think, at Ole Miss. That's right. And then he ends up a, an assistant after that. Comes out to USC. <laughs> gets bypassed. <laughs> yeah, and gets bypassed for a job, which I bet USC wish they had him right oh. right now. Yeah. And then he goes down to LSU. Nobody wants to give him the job at LSU. LSU is like, okay, look, we're not paying all this big buyout money, and we're, we'll, we'll just give this dude a chance. Finally, the man gets a chance. He goes out, I mean, after being passed over for job after job. You have to think about the feeling of that. And then LSU grinding with, with less miles and realizing that they needed to change stream. Because they were this run and punt football team playing 
old-style football that doesn't win in 2016, 15, whenever less was their last. Mm -hmm. They changed their whole model. They're not playing scared, which which sure. was the best part about it. That's the only reason why they won today, because they stayed aggressive all game. And so this was a changing of culture. This was mm. a believing, look, mm. we we have turned the tide, and now when we go play Alabama, we don't hope we win. We expect we win. Yeah. I just, all I'm saying is this. It shows that you haven't arrived yet. So you That's don't think that Alabama would have celebrated? Not like that. No way. There's no way Nick Saban goes to midfield. All right, get in here. We own the Tigers from now on. One, two, three. And he's breaking vocal cords. No way. Well, because they, that's what they're used to. That's they're supposed they to win. They've, yeah. they've won 31 straight games at home. That's 31 right. straight games. So if, if if you never lose, then yes, you're not going to be yeah. quite as excited. I get You've it. arrived. It'd be like, take last week in the NFL. The Ravens were all excited about beating the Patriots. And that's fine. They're not wrong for that. I, trust me, I'm not saying you're wrong. But it shows when you get that giddy, there's no way if the Patriots win that game, they are giddy to the same degree as the Ravens. Why? Because they've arrived. Um, the had, Ravens haven't. If the if the Patriots go out and beat the Chiefs in a, in a couple weeks, if the Chiefs win their next, what, two games and then go play the Patriots? Uh-huh. And it's a close, hard-fought game, a pretty emotional game. Guess what? The Patriots guys will will celebrate as well. They're Bill not, Bill Belichick won't celebrate, right? But the but the team will be oh, very very excited. They, I'll guarantee you this: whatever the celebration would be for the Patriots, you would double it for the Chiefs because the Chiefs don't have the success that the Patriots have had. That's the only point I'm making. Like you're not wrong for celebrating. It just shows that you haven't arrived. It shows how far you have to go okay. to arrive. So, so how many teams won't won't celebrate? Since since you since you're saying that it that it shows something it, negative about you and no, where no, where no, you're no, at. I'm not I'm not I'm really trust me, I'm not saying it's a negative. So I would love Georgia that celebrate runs going crazy. I love PJ Fleck crowd surfing, but if you have been one of these top 10 teams, you've been winning championships, you're not crowd surfing after See, the beating crowd Penn State at home. See, the crowd surfing is a bit far. <laughs> I, 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 I do draw the line at crowd at crowd surfing. Oh, that's if, great. Yeah. If if uh, Mario Cristobal uh-huh. had yeah. crowd surfed after oh. they beat Washington, I would have been ashamed. I would have said, "Oh my God, where? How far have we fallen uh-huh. that we need to crowd surf after a Washington win?" Right. I, right. I it's like, kind of like college basketball when they storm the court. There are programs that have established themselves as blue bloods. They're consistently in the top 10 where you would say they stormed the court after beating like fill in the blank with this lesser team. That's what I'm getting at. What if it's a buzzer beater? Those other teams. What if it's a buzzer beater? That's okay. That's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm, I'm not saying Ed Orgeron is wrong. I'm just saying it shows how far they have to go to truly be a powerhouse. Okay. When he's carrying on like that after a win. How, how about baseball playoffs? When okay. when like you win that one game playoff like the Nationals yeah. did, and, oh, and then they, they, they celebrate. The room are you and, yeah. are you on board with that? No, I'm okay. That's a playoff win. Oh Lord, 
What? what? Hypocrite. Well, no, it's a playoff win. The hell is a playoff game today? Oh, 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 we won a first round round game. Let's throw a party. No, <laughs> okay, that's the, not the what champagne, we came here. It's, champagne's a little much after the wild card win, right? So only <laughs> beer for you, huh? You know, it'd be like, it'd be a really strong thumbs up at the camera. You know, like, <laughs> we're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. That's sign, what I'm going with. Sign your name on the, on, on the camera lens. Like <laughs> I the hate tennis that. players. It's do. the most played out thing. And, and here's my thing. Quick spiel here. George Reister. If you really want to impress me, tennis player who signs his name on the little, whatever they put in front of the camera, sign it backwards. So I can read it on my screen. You know what I'm saying? That they would sign be impressive. That would be backward. hella impressive. Yeah, like sign it backwards so I can see your name. Who's the first tennis player that's going to do that? Now you'd be you'd be impressing me at that point. I have nothing to say back to that. That was fantastic. See, that was a fantastic take. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Yeah, all these tennis players with their squiggles. I can't tell one signature on the camera from another. They're all the same, you know? Well, I, I, I don't mind S- Serena doing it. I love everything <laughs> that she does. <laughs> all right, we've got uh, feedback on Velveeta Gate. We'll get to that. And also, little hoops here. There was something I read from Rick Buecher. I want to uh, throw it at you, George, and I want to ask you a question going back to your playing days. Because I'm really curious what your answer will be. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Here on Fox Sports Radio, we're coming to you from the Geico Studios and brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations apply. I got to say this, George Reister, our guy Don Brown, he does a tremendous job. He's been lacking on heavy metal rejoins this evening. I don't know what it is. Did you request a lot of rap today, which is fine. I love rap. Nothing against it, but I'm a big heavy metal guy. And I've noticed that he hasn't been spinning the heavy metal tracks this evening. Is it because I'm black? No, it's definitely why? not that. It's definitely not that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just giving you a hard time, man. <laughs> hey, dude, that is the, that is the ultimate way to shut anybody down. Be like, oh, oh, why is it because I'm black? And then that there's no, there is no response that you could give that is that would be okay. So That's you just hilarious. have to just be be silent like you are. You're like, um. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's funny, man. Do you play that card often? That's got to be a fun card to play, right? No, it's only no? fun when it, it it it's a fun amongst friends because okay. then or or people that like me and you where I've been on your show and uh-huh. we're cool, but we don't know each other like that, like that. Yeah, and then yeah. It, it's fun to hear that awkward silence. And then you say, nah, man, I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Now, I got to get your opinion on this, George. George Reister. So I read it was an article by Rick Buecher on Bleacher Report, and it was talking about the Warriors and how they've had this five-year run of just sustained success, winning three championships, and now they stink to the high heavens this year. And they stink so bad that that rival teams can't even really take enjoyment out of it. But there was a part in this that I thought was interesting. And it just says here, there was the caption under a photo in this piece by Rick. And it says, Stephen Curry's exuberant celebrations during the Warriors five-year run atop the Western Conference still rankles a number of opponents around the NBA. And they were talking about the difference between Steph and Draymond and who they would rather see lose more based on all the celebrating and all of that. Going back to your playing days, was there ever a player that celebrated in a way where you wanted to beat him even more? Nope. Because no because I'm that guy. That's why. Yeah. I, I am You're the guy celebrating. I am spike the football <laughs> kind of guy. It I, I didn't start out the trash talk. But if you start trash talking me, there's no way you're going to get me to shut up. I am going to go to the hilt. And and the thing is, I don't mind the the celebrations because you know how so many people say, uh, especially in baseball, oh, you, sh- you shouldn't yeah. backflip, trot around the bases. No, playing sports is very difficult. Hitting home mm-hmm. runs is very difficult. Scoring touchdowns. All of these things are very difficult. So you should be able to celebrate those things. And if you did not want me to celebrate, then you should have stopped me. You should have did your job better. But that's like on the other end. 
I wouldn't get offended if a guy if a guy tackled me and just blew me up, made me fumble, and then got up and celebrated. You deserve it. You did an excellent job. Maybe yeah. I need to be mad at my quarterback for hanging me out to dry. So yeah. I, I don't mind that at all. I used to love Steph Curry's cel- celebrations, but I loved Rick Buecher's article in the fact that players aren't getting to revel in the fact that the Warriors are bad <laughs> because Steph's not even playing. <laughs> Clay's not there. They can't yep. revel in beating them because they're not beating them. They're beating the team, but not beating the actual offenders to them. So it, they take no pleasure in it. It's almost like when um, if somebody were to come up to me, George, you're stupid. I don't like you. You're terrible. And I say, okay, cool. Hey, do uh, you want to go grab lunch? Uh-huh. And they're like, no, 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 I don't like you. I, I need to tell you this. And you're like, all right, all right cool. Cool, dude. Let's uh, do whatever lunch. Do you want to get a smoothie? I'll, I'll buy. Then what, is, what are you going to say? It's so disarming. That's what's yeah. happening with the Warriors right now. Yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. I, and it's true. They're actually going to come out way better for this because they were going nowhere quick. The, the game that Steph got injured in, they were outscored by, what, 29 points in the first quarter? At yep. home against the Suns. Yep. And so you don't have Steph. He's not going to play this year. Clay's not going to come back. You're going to get probably a top five pick with Clay, Steph, and Draymond Green coming back. Maybe you trade D'Angelo Russell, get something for him. They're going to be one of the favorites going into the following season. And they get Kevon Looney back because yeah. he'll come back at some point in time. And then add in the fact that they are going to have young talent coming in. They're going to have yeah. young talent who is playing right now. Guys, you clearly don't know their name because you need a media guide. And you're going to find some gems. You're going to find the new Sean Livingston. You're going to find the new, you know, the the new guy who's going to be able to add a lot of value, come off the bench and add good good quality minutes and make big shots. Yeah. Yep. There, so there there was one other thing here too, George. I want to get your thoughts on this. So, in Rick Buecher's piece, he was talking about which super team was more obnoxious. Was it the Warriors or was it the Miami Heat with LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh? So this is Rodney Hood of the Portland Trailblazers. He said more the Warriors. There wasn't a lot of barking with the Heat. Seemed like they just had fun. It was different. This is from an Eastern Conference scout. This guy disagreed and said Heat were more divas. Which do you think was a more obnoxious super team, Heat Warriors I would say the well it it depends on obnoxious to to whom Mm -hmm. because the Warriors didn't I'm sorry the Heat didn't talk very much LeBron D-Wade Bosh they just showed up knocked you out every night and they would yes they would have a lot of highlight plays but here is what the Heat did their their first year here's what they did their first year which is why they couldn't win a championship Remember when they would play like the Atlanta Hawks in the first round of the playoff, they would be uh, the the then version of bottle flipping, falling all mm-hmm. out on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go play Paul Pierce and the Boston Celtics, and they're no, we got to be serious. We're all about business, right? No. Then that second year, it was about the consistency. So they were annoying that first year. But that second year, I appreciated the fact that they were workmanlike and whatever they did against the bad teams, they did against the good teams. Be consistent. 
And the Warriors were consistent. They yeah. clowned everybody. Steph was just a showman. And it's so funny to me when you see Steph Curry and even his wife, Aisha Curry. Have you ever seen two squeaky clean, I mean, I mean, apple pie eating people be so polarizing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, normally it doesn't work like that. I mean, these are these are people who are going to go to church on Sunday, tithe, <laughs> do their do community service, let you merge into traffic. <laughs> like, go ahead, it's fine. And, and, and people are like, "Hey, hey, you're number one, buddy!" Like, and you got so many people throwing them the yeah. finger, telling them they hate them. I mean, just dissing them. You have people dissing dissing Aisha Curry, who's the most. I mean, she's she's the black Martha Stewart. Like she's like the 22 year old Martha or 26 or whatever year old Martha Stewart. And you're, you're mad at her. How can you be mad at Aisha Curry? Yeah. I don't think, I really don't think either were that obnoxious. You could say when LeBron was the not five, not six, not seven pep rally thing. Okay, fine. Or, or even the decision. If you want to tie that into the Miami heat. Okay. There was a little bit of obnoxious there, but overall, I didn't think they were over the top, in your face, crazy. Just, I hate yeah. these guys. Beat them, please. I will say this, though. Can you imagine if LeBron was shimmying and had the mouthpiece like Steph Curry did? Do you realize what people would be saying about LeBron if he did the same thing? See, the difference is this. See, here's the biggest thing that people don't realize. Steph has something going for him that LeBron doesn't, and vice versa. LeBron is 6'8". 260, jumps out of the gym, you know, went straight from college and went straight from high school, the chosen one, King James, got every physical advantage possible. Steph Curry, he looks like every man. I mean, he's 6'2", 175 pounds. He he went to Davidson. Nobody else wanted him. Everybody, he was the underdog. So people can accept the underdog, you know, uh, celebrating and winning, whereas people who have advantages, yeah, the pe- people don't feel the same way about it. It's uh, almost like when um, Prince Prince Fielder, who was mm-hmm. big time baseball player, hurt his neck in the middle. He still the the team still owed him like a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and he lost his whole career because he couldn't get cleared to play anymore. His neck was hurt too bad, and people were saying, "Oh, he'll be all right. He got a hundred million dollars." But the truth of the matter is, this is this man's livelihood. This is what he's known his whole life. He was planning on playing baseball. He loves playing baseball. Yes, he's got all this this money, but you can have all the money in the world, and people forget about the human side of these players. Yeah, that's a true. That's a good point. By the way, did Prince Fielder? He went. He might have gone vegan. I know he did something diet wise. Does that ring a bell with you, Prince Fielder? He might be a candidate for some Velveeta cheese over there, Prince Fielder. Well, if that's he, the case. He went vegetarian or vegan. He's he went the, one of the two. He's the most plump vegan or vegetarian <laughs> I've know, ever right? seen yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know what? A, a, a super, super quick crazy story about him is is that sure. – Actually, we'll, we'll do it in a second. Okay, we'll do it in a second. Um, we have a uh, an energetic and informative, a well-reasoned – and a stellar, dare I say, update coming at you right now. Compliments <laughs> of Steve DeSager. 
Uh, and it was vegetarian for Prince Field. It was vegetarian. As I recall, while he was playing, and people were shocked at the time. I like um, I like George saying the most plump vegetarian. That was, <laughs> I like that. And as far true. as great American apple pie people polarizing, none more so in recent years than Tim Tebow, just for the record. Yeah, true. He's got some hot takes every now and then, you know? We have college football kind of tonight. Nothing like we saw today. But, okay, we'll take it. Number 22, Boise State, is underway in the late game at home, scoreless early against Wyoming. Number 6, Georgia, has won at home 27-0 against Missouri. Number 5, Clemson, is up 49-10 to early fourth quarter at NC State. Right now for Notre Dame, ranked 15th, 31-7. Their lead at Duke with about seven and a half minutes to go. And, yes, they're driving for more down to the That's one. Right. Ian Book in this game with three touchdown passes, two interceptions on the ground. Uh, 12 carries, 139 yards. How brutal was he against Virginia Tech last week, Steve? Goodness, that was bad. Wow. Just enjoy what you have tonight here. That's true. It hurt to watch. About to be 38-7 here, Irish. Uh, On Fox TV, it's mid-third quarter at number nine, Oklahoma. Sooners lead 35-21 now over Iowa State. Number one, Ohio State beat Maryland 73-14. Update, Notre Dame did score, so an extra point. Irish! We'll make it 38-7. Number two, LSU was a winner at Alabama, 46-41. LSU hadn't beaten Alabama in eight years. The Tigers will end the regular season in three weeks against Texas A&M. Minnesota is 9 and 0 after defeating number 4 ranked Penn State 31 to 26. Penn State threw an interception into the end zone with about a minute left. It was number 10 Florida 56 nothing over Vanderbilt. It was a 14 nothing halftime lead for the Gators. Number 12 Baylor is 9 and 0 after its three overtime victory at TCU 29 to 23. Baylor had tied it with a 51-yard field goal late in regulation. Top 20 matchup at Wisconsin went to the Badgers holding on 24-22 over Iowa. Iowa missed a two-point try with about three minutes to go. Texas kicked a short field goal on the final play to win 27-24 at home against 16th-ranked Kansas State. Virginia Tech came back at home to defeat number 19 Wake Forest 36-17. 20th-ranked Cincinnati 48-3 over Connecticut. It was 38-zip at the half. Number 25 SMU a 59-51 win against East Carolina. And one of Eric Dickerson's school records was broken. Xavier Jones had three rushing touchdowns today for the third time this season. He's up to 20 touchdowns for SMU this year, which is one more than Dickerson had for the team in 1981. Illinois scored four TDs in the fourth quarter to come back and win at Michigan State. Everything's final of the five NBA games. Oklahoma City sends Golden State to another loss, 114-108. Warriors 2-8. Boston won its seventh straight game, 135-115 at San Antonio, but Gordon Hayward of the Celtics left with a broken hand. He'll miss at least a month. There is college back basketball on FS1 right now and it's about 14 minutes to go. Number 7 Maryland has taken the lead on Rhode Island 45 to 37. Earlier on FS1, Texas got a win at number 23 Purdue 70 to 66. Kyle Busch earned the NASCAR poll for tomorrow's 500 at Phoenix and Major League Baseball's major award winners will be announced next week starting with rookies of the year on Monday. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You remember when Michigan State used to win games? George Reister, goodness. (laughs) He gave up four touchdowns to Illinois and 
what, the fourth quarter? Is that what Steve said? I looked at that game probably, I think it was about halftime or so, and I think it was 31-10, to 10, and I was like, oh, well, Lovey, Lovey Smith might not be getting bowl eligible this, this year. Maybe uh-huh. he should be happy with this Wisconsin win. Ah, yeah, wow. right. Do, do you realize how bad it is at Michigan State right now? Oh, man. It's terrible, but at least their basketball team is really good. Yeah, and not to make it too serious here, but all the the sexual misconduct like situation going on there with the, the football yep. team. And when Mark D'Antonio was losing game after game after game, coupled with all of these other things that are going on off the field, like how is this guy still employed? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not in the business of calling for everybody's job, but goodness, two plus two equals four here, right? That was just a, a weird sit- situation because he didn't get the same kind of either yeah. blame or, you know, like the uh, the same type of criticism as a lot of other people did. Yeah. So, you know, so he's been able to kind of skirt through that that whole process. And I don't know whether what what he knew, what he didn't knew, know. But what I do know is that everybody else involved with the process ended up fired. Yeah. How crazy is that? All right. So you had a, a little story time with George Reister here. With Prince Fielder? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So Prince Fielder, so his dad was Cecil Fielder, and they didn't have a great relationship growing up. And Prince Fielder just wanted to be better than than his dad. He was like, I have to be better than my dad. All of this stuff, like that was one of the things that motivated him, almost like Brendan Rice and Jerry Rice, uh, who his son is going to Colorado. And like they didn't have a good relationship, you know, kind of strange grown grown up, but they both ended up baseball players. And Prince Fielder, when when he hurt hurt his neck, guess he ended up with the same amount of home runs, career home runs as his father. Wow. And you know that imagine how bad that that has to eat at him knowing <laughs> he was one and he was a big time home run hitter. One home run away from time uh, from passing his father. That's crazy, man. How wild is that? <laughs> there are a lot of stories where I think about Ray Lewis or Jalen Rose, and they didn't have relationships with their fathers growing up. And that was a big motivating factor where especially Jalen was like, one day my dad will know my name. I'm going to make a name for myself in sports and he will know my name. And uh, wow, that's crazy with Prince. I didn't know. That's wild that he ended up with the same exact number of home runs. Goodness. Oh, oh, dude. So I I have a piece of information for you. Uh Uh-oh. So we are, so when we did our college football rankings earlier today, Uh you had Georgia who lost to South Carolina uh, ahead of Oregon and ahead of Alabama right now, right? Yes, they have better wins. They have the, the worst loss of those three teams, but they have better wins. So with would their loss be even worse if South Carolina in 34 seconds loses to Appalachian State? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Let's revisit that because that's a good feisty way for us to end the show. And it's been a fun show. And let's just end with everybody having a bad taste in their mouths because they're like, man, I don't I don't know if Noah and Reister even like each other. At all. Let's do that, George. Let's just have a knockdown drag out to close the show. What do you say? Okay.
Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> we'll ain't no problem. Some, okay. We'll talk some college football rankings. We've got to end on a happy note. I'm kidding because that's just what I do. Um, the Velveeta interaction. Okay. We asked. Mm-hmm. People responded. So we will uh, we'll get to those. We'll get to some of the tweets based on me putting Velveeta cheese on my homemade tacos. And we'll shoehorn a you little. You probably like candy corn too, don't you? I do love candy corn. See, I absolutely do. It's you festive. Have the, you have the it's palate festive. of a sixth grader. No way. Like That is festive candy for Halloween. It is not bad enough for you to thumb your nose up at it on Halloween. It's that, That's what I say. That's what I say. You? Not on board, huh? Can, candy corn. Dude, no, no way. The only things worse than candy. Well, see, the, the uh, okay, so I would rather have an almond joy. Oh, than a wow. re- than Reese's Pieces, than Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Whoa, and what? definitely more than candy corn. Wow, Kid, if you take... bring candy corn in my, if my kids bring candy corn in my in my house, I'm throwing out the whole bag. Wow. All right, all right, quick question here, real quick, super quick. If you are having a Halloween party and you're big in decorating, right? You want to put some candy out there, set the mood. Like this is Halloween. You put a a skull on the porch, whatever you do, right? If you're thinking about candy, what sets the mood for Halloween more than candy corn? Snickers. What sets it at all? Snickers. Halloween? Snickers it's is the greatest candy that there ever is. It's Snickers the greatest is candy fantastic. bar there ever is. I don't disagree, but that sets the mood for Halloween? Listen, I oh, okay, you're talking to a guy who's dressed up twice in his in his whole life. So so I'm not the Halloween guy. Uh-huh. I, I'm just I'm just happy to collect all my kids almond joys because they don't want them. Man, almond joy over Reese's peanut butter cups and Reese's pieces. Yes. That that's the hottest take of the evening so far. That trumps me saying Chase Young's not even gonna be in the top ten of the Heisman. You accomplished it, George Reister. Good stuff. All right. Week 10, little week 10 NFL action, some Velveeta and college football rankings. We don't have a lot of time. We're going rapid fire coming up from the Geico Studios. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister in for Nick Ba this evening here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios and brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. At the top of the hour, Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres. Keep it locked. They'll spin you around the big events today. Look forward to week 10 of the NFL. I got to say one thing real quick, George, when it comes to the NFL. And I have a, a quick take for you on the on college football playoff expansion. But our guy, um, Eric Roberts, he's a big Bills fan. And we are just talking in the break. And he goes, I hope the, they don't Bills themselves tomorrow. <laughs> that was great. The Bills at the Browns. Bills are two and a half point underdogs. Doesn't that seem like a sucker bet? I like the Bills, but it seems like Vegas is like, oh, yeah, they're six and two. Browns are two and six. Why wouldn't you take the Bills? You know, we'll give you points, too. You'd be a dummy not to take them. It just seems like they're they're sucking sucking you in. Well, guess what? They would suck me in that one, buddy. You would. Oh, I am lining up all on that one. I am lining up. The Cleveland Browns are a dumpster fire (laughs) right now. And there's internal stuff going on, too. You got you. You had OBJ last week. Didn't take a rep in practice. Nobody, wow. no, nobody talked about it because nobody knew. Didn't take a rep in practice, man. And then you got, you know, you got Freddie Kitchens putting in weird old plays against uh, the Patriots. He's he, done. He might, he might be doing things this week that are even worse. Yeah. Oh, because, because guess what? He gets back this week. He gets another weapon that he doesn't know how to use. So, so now he's gonna try to find Nick Chubb carries. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt touches. Mm-hmm. Baker wants to force feed OBJ, and then you got Landry who who wants to catch three yard routes all fifty times a game. Oh, so how? Tell me how Freddie Kitchens makes this work, Brian. It, he's not. He's done. I don't think he's lasting past this year. I think he's out of a gig. You think OBJ's gone after this year? One and done with the Browns? Maybe. If if I if I were him, I would want out. Yeah. Only because he's elite wide receivers have consistently throughout their career have at least had some short stench stint with an elite quarterback or at least an upper tier quarterback. OBJ has not had that. Not at all. Not yeah. with Eli Manning, not with Baker Mayfield. And this franchise is going in the wrong direction. 
This is going if they fire where rumors were saying if they fire Freddie Kitchens, this will be their fourth head coach that Baker Mayfield has played for. He's only been in the league, hadn't even been in the league two full years yet. Yeah. Okay, let's go super rapid fire here, George Reister. Um, I want to get three betting selections from you. Okay. Ten seconds on each. Panthers at Green Bay. Packers are favored by five. Who you got? Packers. You're laying the five. Okay. Kyle, you feel good about that? Yes, because Kyle Allen is like his his the the uh the gloss is worn off of, <laughs> on Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Allen. It's worse than it's worse than what happened to uh to Fitz Magic last year. It's over. Okay. Vikings at the Cowboys. Cowboys now favored by three and a half. Oh, this is a sucker bet. Uh-oh. Vikings favored? No, this... no, no, no. The Cowboys are favored at home by three and a half. Oh, still. Still still a sucker bet. Take the Cowboys, buddy, because where <laughs> tell them when this game is being played, Brian Brian no. Sunday night football. Sunday night football. And who is consistently terrible in prime yeah. time? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Even on Thursday night when they won, he <laughs> he didn't throw a touchdown. And he had had, what, three consecutive games of 320-plus yards and three touchdowns. Then he goes on Thursday night football, can't even find the end zone. Guess what's going to happen on Sunday night football? Same thing. It's going to be a disaster. Okay. I just want to pick here. Seahawks at the 49ers. Niners are favored by six and a half. Sucker bet, too. Take the Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay, you're taking the points on that. Russell Wilson, MVP. All right, we gotta sp- we gotta save a little. Oh shoot, I don't know if there's gonna be enough time. I'll say this: I wouldn't expand the college football playoff because I think a lot of the conversations that we have center around teams instead of players. We talk way more teams than players in college football. I would keep it at four because that generates a lot of discussion. There's a mm-hmm. lot of controversy. You That's would, my quick spiel on You that. would still have that. Eight teams, five conference, five champions, yeah. highest ranked non-power five team, and two at-large bids. You can debate those all day long. Fair enough. Well said. Concise. And I'll say this. We'll end on a high note here. I think it's... Uh, we need the music in the background because OE checked in about my stance on Velveeta. And he says, I stand with the no-show. Velveeta on a taco is the way to go. Put it, put him in Supermax with you. <laughs> Have a good night. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 